Welcome to the Keep Calm and Pea Glitter podcast. First, make sure you click the subscribe button so you never, ever, ever, ever miss an episode. Hi, I'm Nerissa, aka The Calm Coach, a business, sales and empowerment coach and an ambassador for those living with chronic illness. And I'm Nikki, an intuitive, spiritual and business coach for woo-loving women who want to change the world from pea glitter everywhere. This is a heart-led, far from perfect, honest and funny, real-life reflection on life and business. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and follow us on Insta. Keep calm, be glitter. Hello, welcome to episode five. And today we're going to talk all about, what we're going to talk about, Nick? Goal setting. Goal setting. Yay. So whether that be goals for life, goals for business, it can be called intentions or being intentional. There's loads of different things you can call it isn't it really? You can call lots, call it lots of different things. But uh, we're going to talk all about that in a little bit more detail. And it's the right time of year, isn't it? Because everybody's doing it. Let's be honest. Everyone's setting goals, whether it be to stop drinking for a month, um, to do more exercise. Stop what? Start running. Start running. Yeah, that was an interesting goal for you, isn't it, Nick? But we'll talk yeah. about that. I'm doing that too, a little bit. Um, but exercise is good though. Exercise is a really nice goal to put in there because uh, just, I don't, I never realize how much I miss it until I start doing it again. And I always do a bit of exercise, but when I take it seriously and actually get on with it, then the endorphins start flowing and then I really want to do more of it. So it's a nice goal to put in. But yeah, it's hard to start though when you feel like a potato and it's still dark outside. That's the, that's the struggle I had. So on the 1st of January, I was like, right, if I'm going to fucking do this, I'm going to do it. So I've got my new trainers on the Father Christmas had bought me and I went down to the promenade and I did my first couch to 5K little run. Oh, my fucking God. I was like dragging my ass down the road. And you only run for 60 seconds and walk for 90 and then you do that like eight times or something. So the first time I did find quite hard, but the second and the third, I absolutely loved like... I think as a changed location and I was just running sort of up and down the road, but it's got like a little hill up and a little bit down, not massive, just like a little incline. Um, I had my audio book on instead of just listening to me breathing in my earphones, which was a lot more pleasant. Um, and it just went really quick. And then on the third run, the last minute, my knee went, ha ha, <laughs> fucking have this. And just, yeah, just pop, not popped, but I've, I've hurt my knee. So last week I couldn't do anything um, and I felt really like disheartened and I could have done something, but I was in a funk. Yeah. Um, just felt really like, well, if I can't run, yeah. And you know, when you do on and you just self-sabotage anyway, and I was like, well, I'll just have a fucking Burger King and I'll just, <laughs> yeah, very easy to do. You know, most people join a gym in January and then by February time they've, they've left and gone, yeah. or oh, they're still paying for said gym but they don't actually go. Because um, they don't eat. Yeah, exactly that. Um, I think there's loads of stuff you just said there that's really applicable to goal setting, though. First off, the Couch to 5K app. I mean, we, we're not endorsed by the Couch to 5K app or anything like that, but it's the one, it's the go-to, isn't it, for anybody yeah. that wants to achieve, if you like, in terms of um, getting to that 5K from when you, you're starting out. Um and it's a really interesting one because the goal is very clear on that. It's 5K to run 5K pretty much nonstop. Yeah, that's the goal. 
So straight away, you know the goal. And if you if you didn't follow the Couch to 5K app, how would that feel to you, Nick, as a, as a new mountain. runner? Like, a, like running up a mountain, is that what you said? Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know where to start or how to do it or how long to go for or and it's and it just when I found out I had to run for 60 seconds, I was like, I can do that. I can do that. And by the third run, I could I was doing it and I could have run a little bit longer if she'd have asked me to. Do you know what I mean? When she's like, Okay, it's time to stop now. <laughs> I love I love listening to that voice. It's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> What's her name? Who is it? Who is it? Oh. We'll find out. I will find out at some point. She's a comedian, isn't she? A she is a Georgie, comedian. A Georgie comedian. comedian. Um, really well, good. Ready for your first run now. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Take it slowly. <laughs> You're doing great. Fuck off. Halfway there. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. I mean, what, what does that app do then? What it does, it gets the goal. It doesn't say go run 5K. It breaks it down and it breaks it down really cleverly into separate parts and really small bite-sized chunks. And by the time you get to kind of week two, week three, week four, you really have made progress by just doing really small changes and taking small steps each day. And that's the key. That's the key with any goal is that you can make it as big as you like. And in fact, the bigger, the better. And I'll talk about that a little bit later, but um, <laughs> make it as big as you like. <laughs> Woohoo! Um, but you need to break it down into smaller steps, Nick. If anyone's watching the Zoom, she's got a head in her hands. You've <laughs> <laughs> got the bloody sense of humour of like a 13-year-old. <laughs> Don't insult 13-year-olds. Come on. Sorry, 13-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, for anyone that's never run before, 5K is quite a big a big thing to do. And I couldn't go yeah. out and run 5K straight off. Now. I've never run before and I've always made excuses. I've always told myself I'll wet myself or um, it's boring. So this year I was like, right, let's do it then. Let's just see what, yeah. what it's all about. If, is, is me going, I can do anything. And I'm like, yeah, but you can't run. And I don't know if my knee's going, yeah, look, you can't run. You need to give up now because that's what's half going through my head. But the other half of me is like, don't you fucking dare. You go and get your trainers and you go for a walk. Or you go and stretch, or you go and do that. You buy a knee strap. So I've ordered a knee strap. But well done. It's daunting. It really is scary. Like the thought of five k. Like, and long... I think I think you're doing it. You're really brave as well because um, if you're going out on your own, that's actually quite quite tough. Because when I run on my own, I tend to run too quickly. Oh, so okay. yeah. Whereas if I've got a friend next to me, we can kind of pace each other um and have a bit of a chat on my way around so that's what I was doing last week is having a bit of a gossip with my friend and by the end of it we were like oh it's all right we're okay um, you can talk and run at the same time yeah you, you've got to work up to that that's um yeah. that's clever size for you that is because you know why when you when you're doing a clever size class you need to learn how to whoop at the same time oh, wow. <laughs> which is hard at first it is hard but but doing a club size class or similar, you know, we're not endorsed by them either, um, or Zumba or or whatever, some sort of dance fitness aerobic class, which is like a hit class for an hour, is a bit like doing a five k. 
but obviously you've got that hit so you're doing like high intensity and then you're coming back down again and then back up again with your heart rate and then back down again so it's not like running all the time you know it just traumatizes me stuff like that though and I really want to go and have a go of a club of size because you always talk about how amazing it is and, and you even found me one and I was like yeah um and I made an excuse I'm going to be really honest um because I had this experience years ago in a gym a local gym when I went to a step class with my mum that's how long ago it was it was about 20 years ago it was longer than 20 years ago and um I must have been about 16 17 and I went over the front of the step by accident stepped back up and on and off to the side and fucking headbutted this woman accidentally and um she laughed but I was mortified <laughs> <laughs> can i just say step is really hard for coordination oh, but do you know what um these these like dance type fitness classes do for you they exercise your body but they also exercise your brain yeah so just gonna... when you're under duress and doing like your heart rates going up and stuff and then you have to think about it so even now my instructor will put a brand new track in and I have to think about it you know and I get it wrong I get it wrong and it doesn't matter because it, as long as you keep moving it doesn't matter it's all about the fun isn't it really so yeah. you can't worry about getting it wrong forget steps though no forget that well, besides just... you don't have any steps you just got glow sticks to hit people with but it's quite funny when you hit each other with those have you seen Derry Girls yeah on Netflix have you seen the the, the one where she's addicted to steps I haven't watched it for years, to be honest. <laughs> Is it old? I thought it was new. It's It's been on for a while, but maybe this is the new one that you've watched. I don't know. Oh, it's so funny. But yeah, she was. She does step on it and she's just stepping all the time and she's standing there doing all these things. They're like, will you just keep still? <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> she can't keep still. Oh. I think I think the, the key message with any of this is it's dead easy to set the goal, isn't it? Yeah. Really it's easy. Deep. This year, I want to do this, 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 and this. And then you start off really well. But how do you stay on track? What what are your what are your top tips at work for staying on track with your goals? Accountability all the way. And that's why I've joined a couch to 5k group with Emma Dika who's one of my friends on Facebook. She trains people to run marathons and she's currently training for two. But she's like, you need to do the Couch to 5K app because it's brilliant. And although like the accountability group is for people that want to just share the ups and the downs and be together, it's just like a little Facebook group. She still uses the Couch to 5K app. So I think the app's amazing because it tracks you and you've got a little thing to go, yay, I've done it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then um, just having somebody so even all the way through my business journey, I've always had a mentor, been in a, a mastermind or had a coach because I need accountability because I know that's just how I work best. I need to soundboard things off people, as you know, because you're one of my besties, so you get it all the time. And I'm just like, hey, what about this? Or what do you think of that? Is that too big? Or is that too long? Or um, anyway, so um. Yeah, that's what works best for me. I'm breaking it down. Yeah. Looking at, okay, well, that's over there. What do I need to do over the next 12 months to get to that? Well, I need three of these a month to make 30. 
to bring in an extra 500 pound there or a thousand pound and it's like oh okay so it's like the couch to 5k I need yeah. to be able to run a little bit before I can run a lot but I also need me need to get better before I can do that which is pissing me off but yeah, yeah it's yeah. it it is that but I'm so impatient I've been impatient my whole life and I honestly think it's only like the last 12 months that I've really realized that and I talk about this all the time it is the journey We've got to enjoy the journey. And I've really embodied that fully these last 12 months. You know, we've got to do the work and put the work in. And this is what, like, I talk a lot about with the Healing Academy franchise that I'm doing. The girls that are coming into that are going to need to walk their talk and embody what they're doing and, you know, live it and breathe it because that's what, like, in in my opinion, to be a authentic spiritual teacher that's what you you need to be doing is practicing the things that you say you're going to do but just going back to that it's about you know breaking it down and seeing what you need to do first and starting off slow and and then building it up but clarity clarity is everything isn't it like it creates such a feeling of calm for me if I've got Let's see about what I'm doing. I'm just like, oh, okay. Like last night, I was like, oh my God, I need to do this, this, and this. I was like, stop, pen and paper, write a list down. And I'd already planned out my week, but I had all this stuff still floating around in my head and it was all about ideas for posts. So I just wrote them down mm-hmm. and then they'd gone out my head and I had a bit more clarity about what the week was going to look like. And I was like, I can relax now. And that took 30 seconds. Yeah. The two things you said there, one was be patient. So yes really early on in your journey on your running you've hurt your knee that is a huge setback and you could just stop and loads of people would um but with the right care and attention you'll you'll overcome that because when you first start with any exercise it hurts and you do pull limbs and do things um and just with perseverance and and looking after it you will get past that so that's just um that's just a bit of a diversion isn't it it's just a bit of a roadblock that's come up but what if we plan for those kind of roadblocks. That's the thing, isn't it? So when I tend to set a goal, if I'm setting something that's really, really big, then I'll try and imagine that I'm already there, if you like. And then you can work it backwards and go, right, well, what did I do the month before I got there? And what did I do the month before that? And well, what are the things that could stop me getting there? So that you can then start to think about, well, what might happen that might stop me? you know and how am I going to get past that or how am I going to prevent that and be a bit more proactive rather than reactive and all of that kind of stuff so that's such a good thing to say I was I can't even remember where I heard it it was either in a book or a podcast but they were like look at what could go wrong I think it was Stephen Bartlett and I know I talk about him all the time but I've just listened I'm listening to Sexy Happy Millionaire at the moment and I've just listened to the diary of a CEO because I just like what he says but he was like, if you look at all the things that could go wrong and like, why shouldn't you do it? Or or if this happens, what will you do? He's like, you've got, you've created almost like a little safety net for yourself, haven't you? Yeah. Um, and then you don't worry about it because you know what you're going to do if you're going to do that. Yeah. But for those of us who are little ostriches and just like to float through life, like a little bit of pink fluff and sparkle and have a, you know, look at all the sunshine and the rainbows and then go, Oh, well, I'll deal with that when it happens. You get to a certain age and you realise that actually you just need to be a little bit more realistic about things and plan for things and 
So I've got every insurance going because I worked in a bank for 15 years and I saw a lot of things happen. And I've also had a lot of friends who've suddenly lost partners who've had no protection. And that's so I'm not being morbid, but there's like there's things like that, isn't there? Planning for if every situation, I suppose, especially the shit ones. But yeah, yeah you've, you've got to plan for the future. 100%. You've got to plan for the future and you've got to think about well, what might happen, what might come in. And, and all the insurances in the world are the best thing to do in terms of that. But Just going back to goals, like one of the most important things about setting a goal for me is why do you want to do it? Like mm-hmm. what, what is the point in you setting your goal? So just an, an example, two little examples. Last beginning of the year, I was like, right, set myself a financial target for the year and it was double what I'd made last year and I was like yeah I'm going to do this I'm going to do this and I was like but why but why what does that matter because what profit did you make last year so when I actually looked at the profit that I'd made it's nothing to do with the turnover I actually want to make more profit this year Mm -hmm. so I was like "Ah, okay so that takes the pressure off that big financial target because I could earn exactly what I'd made last year but if 50% more of it was profit that's where I'm, that's where I'm winning the wrist is doing a little happy dance. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. So that feels better. That feels more aligned. I know why I want the money. I know what I'm going to do with the money, you know. And it just feels like embodied now. Like I, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's the way. And I've, I've made big decisions last week and pulled out of a few things that were going to cost me money that, I shouldn't, I don't like the word should or shouldn't, but it wasn't going to really benefit me from doing maybe at this moment in time. So it's like thinking thinking about it with a business head instead of like a, a Nikki head. <laughs> I'm going, yay, this is amazing. Let's do it. It's pink and sparkly and fun, yay. Um, so that was that got me really clear. Like, why do you want it? And the reason I'm running is because I've always told myself I can't. And I want to prove to myself that I can. So even if it takes me till December, because I am fucking doing that Santa Dash in Liverpool, you're going to do it with me. Do you want me to? When is yeah. it? It's in December. When in December? At the beginning, I think. I need to find out, but I'm going to put myself in for it. Yeah. And I've got a couple of people well, yeah. who run as well. So Emma Deke is going to do it. And my friend Natalia Schwartz, who's. who's um, uh, one of my clients she's she runs a lot she's gonna do it so it's like how far is it it's 5k oh okay fine I was gonna say to you do you want to do race for life with me in the summer yes yes there we go. so Hello. you gotta come to Solihull then I'll come to Liverpool yes yes Amazing. there you go but it is on Father's Day that's the only thing but it's early I know I don't know if I'll get away I might book him into somewhere golfy Oh, that's a good idea. But it's like 11 o'clock in the morning, so it's not like a whole day. Like, I'll have to see about that. Can we do another one? Anyway, we can talk about this another time. <laughs> yeah, we could talk about but this. Two but goals. it's good. Do you know what? What we're doing here is actually part of goal setting because if you've got firm things to work towards, then you're more likely to actually do it. Yeah. Um. And the other one is feelings, isn't it? So you were talking about how profit's going to be more important this year. 
Feelings, yeah. feelings, feelings. <laughs> I, I love talking about feelings, Nick. Come on, this is my soft side coming out. Please, you, you're giving everyone the wrong impression of me here. Please, honestly, <laughs> she's hiding. <laughs> so, but it's how how will you feel? So, it's not about the money you're going to make, is it? It's about no. what you can do with that money, oh, yeah. and how those activities will make you feel. <laughs> Mm-hmm. isn't it really yes. so again this, isn't it? when when trying to set a goal you've really got to stand in that and think to yourself well how will I feel if I actually manage to accomplish that and is that how I want to feel and is that the right thing to do because the thing that I found hardest actually coming out of corporate and, and becoming a, a, an entrepreneur is working out what the hell my goals are it has been the hardest thing. And I can't even tell you that I'm there yet, to be honest, am I? Nikki is laughing her socks off at me because I flit around yeah. all over the place. I know, I know genuinely where, where I want to be. What What is my goal? Well, my goal is to help people that have got chronic illness. How am I going to do that? Well, through a number of different methodologies. But obviously, I've got an awful lot of coaching experience and I absolutely love it when I'm when I'm talking to somebody who's got some sort of chronic illness then they actually get something out of the conversation that makes me feel really good there yes. you go so it do you know what about the feels funny you should say that because what popped in my head when you said about feeling just let me take this jingly bracelet off piss me off um i wanted to make 100k so not last year the year before i think i can't remember what year it was but i was like right i'm gonna gonna make 100k and i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that anyway i accidentally found out one day that i'd hit it and do you know what? I didn't feel any different because it wasn't how I imagined it would be because it wasn't profit, because it was just money that had come in that I'd had to go straight out again to pay for things because I've been putting different things on. And actually what would make me happy or how I want to feel is financially secure and have that money in the bank. And if I had that money in the bank, that would make me feel safe and happy and confident and comfortable. And like I could say yes a lot more to me kids and I could help some people and we could start paying things off. And it's like that I'm, I can feel that now, but actually just the number, like as a tick box, like have your first 10 K month, have your first hundred K year. Yeah. I've done all those things, but they didn't mean anything because it wasn't, there was no, feeling behind it it wasn't like why so where's that money going or what is it doing and I don't mean to talk about money a lot here but it evokes it's attached to emotion a lot with a lot of people isn't it and I know you know I've had quite a few clients that have not paid me or ghosted me or things have happened and that's meant my financial situation has been affected because you know sometimes shit just does happen doesn't it and people can't help that but how can I make sure that doesn't happen? How can I, what, what do I need to, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's not all about the hundred K it's about the money in the bank for me. And yeah, because I remember being really, really fucking sad, like really disappointed that, you know, I'd hit it and I just wanted to go and get in the cupboard because I was disappointed in myself because it wasn't what I thought it would be. And I felt like hiding and I also thought people would be like, oh, she's made 100K. Can I have some money? Because they thought I had a lot of money and then I felt like a fake because I didn't. 
do you know there's two things you said there that struck me right i know from what you just said i get the feels that you weren't really that asked about hitting a 100k turnover and do you know why because you weren't monitoring it you said when i accidentally realized that i'd hit 100k <laughs> yeah because you yeah. knew that it meant sweet fa you knew it meant fuck all basically when you when you hit that because let's face it you can bring 100k in but if you spend 101 then that's not helpful is it yeah and i don't think it was me that was particularly pushing it was the person that i was working with at the time but it's fine because i did have a monetary goal but i didn't i wasn't like where I am now, I've got complete clarity over every part of my business. And that's why I pulled back on a few things and I'm focusing fully on the franchise this year. Yeah. As well as the other things, I've got courses and stuff coming out and got a retreat coming and things like that in the UK in June. Um, so it's like, there's those things, but I know why I know why I want them now. <laughs> and on my profit and loss sheet I've got a profit and loss sheet who the fuck am I I fucking love it I've been in and I've adjusted things and I've put potential things in so if that happened and I potentially got that and I've gone to the end and my little figure's gone up and I'm like <gasps> ooh that's interesting isn't it so that's going to make a big difference isn't it because if you can actually see it there yeah and you can see what certain things right if I do this what impacts are going to have if yeah. I spend this and just yes. say yes. You just put what it in. What impact is it going to have? Oh wow. What a great decision making tool. That it's sounds great. Can you please share the spreadsheet with me? Just the bank version. Yes. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm actually really good at this sort of thing, but I haven't I haven't got that. I've got an accountant that says I'm a profit and loss for my um e-commerce business, which is the same business that I'm putting my coaching stuff through because it's quite new. Um what's it called? but yeah. What's it called? My e-commerce business, Calm and Chilled. <laughs> yeah, just say it's on Etsy. <laughs> in, just in case, yeah, if you want a, a high-quality yoga mat, but for an affordable price, and I've got some great reviews now. I'm so proud, actually, of, of what I've achieved with that, particularly at the end of last year. You know, I was so, so busy in December with it, um, with orders. Um, so I can't say it's going to be something that I carry on with forever, but right now... I've done a great job at sourcing great products and um, I'm very proud of them. And I, I think it's a real shame, actually. It's been a real eye-opener that um, to sell products and to be a small business owner, the amount you have to sell them for to make any kind of decent money, otherwise you are literally doing it for, for hardly anything. And it's so much hard work and you might put like £5 in your pocket or something for an hour of personalizing wrapping up and and checking in the post by the time everybody's had their piece and and that's something that's really surprised me actually about being in business in the last couple of years and particularly a product business so um yeah it's been it's been a real eye opener but but very proud of, of that and and it is all linked really because obviously i only started selling yoga mats because i was doing yoga to help my colitis symptoms so some of the things that i help uh, long-term chronic illness sufferers with is how to mentally get through their disease and it's very very linked to my uh, my calm and chilled stuff so it's all come from the same place and that's the thing with with goals isn't it is that um, if you've got an idea of what makes you happy and the sort of things that you want to accomplish in your life and the sort of legacy I guess that you want to leave 
and start to just kind of write all of that down and how you'll feel if you get there you're going to get ideas of how you're going to get there and it's all going to start to, to sort of link together I guess and from ideas come actions don't they oh god so I worked it out backwards well it was forwards and then backwards because and then I nearly threw up but I'll tell you why now so <clears throat> the franchises was like what's your five-year goal and I was like oh five-year goal and I was like oh, I'm not quite sure and I was like right every I'm doing two intakes of franchises so four in April four in September that's how I'm gonna that's my goals to recruit four people for this April and four people for September every year if I do that for five years, I've got 40 franchisees and I will have turned over a million pound. But that's turnover, right? Turnover. You have 40 franchisees all doing what? Well, it's it's a spiritual school, so I'm teaching them everything that I do. So it, they'll be Reiki master practitioners. They'll yeah. be able to run worldwide retreats. They'll be able to do um, the shamanic healing Munaiki right to the womb ceremony. They'll be able to do workshops. I'll teach them how to do online courses, um, energy healing, the freedom sequence, everything that I do basically. And, and the more new things I learn, I'll be teaching them to do as well. But it's how to run an aligned heart-led business and, you know, be authentically you and help other women to feel safe enough to start their healing journey. That's the Healing Academy. Um, so effectively it's your journey isn't it and and what what saved you i guess and you'll yeah. be spreading that word further than you can on your own so that's huge isn't it nick so that's not just about turnover profit or anything like that that's just scaling scaling just... something that you wouldn't be able to do that on your own would you no and i believe like when i told me dad I mean, he doesn't, he keeps saying to me, what do you do again? Because he's 79. But um, he was like, why are, you, why are you doing that? You're putting yourself out of a job. And I was like, no, I'm helping more people help more people. That's what I want to do. I can't reach the amount of people that I want to reach on my own. It's not possible. So if I can help other people who love spirituality and you know want to have a spiritual and holistic business to help more people, around the world like that's my my mission that's what I want to help people to do because it saves me how many years since you started at the very beginning so I started Reiki 10 years ago so this is 10 years in the making and you can get somebody to get all of the tools that you've got in how long a year so well, do it on your so own for 10 years no. and invest a lot of money or invest in your franchise and get to where you are now in a year with support. Before. Amazing. Yeah, Absolutely it's a amazing. I did a post about it yesterday, actually, on LinkedIn. And it says, like, you know, when I looked back at what I've done and what I'd spent. So I was working part time in the bank and um, I just had Daisy. So I had like three little kids, little-ish kids, um, starting my spiritual journey. And to even be able to start to practice, I had to I'd spent £3,000 to become the Reiki master practitioner and, and to start. And then since 2013 to today, I've spent over £125,000 on courses, mentors, masterminds, coaches, 
training, all the things. So all those hours and all, and not all of it has been good. Some of it has been like glitter covered shit, basically. <laughs> so it's about helping people to giving them what they need to know in that time. So I've done it all and I've done, you know, even though I had a coach sometimes, I might as well have been on my own. <laughs> so, and again, choosing the right person to invest with is really important. But I've made all those mistakes and, and I've made the fuck ups as well. So it's like, don't do that because this will happen. Do it like this. And it works because I know it works because I've done it. You know, I've turned over, over and we've just talked about this, but spiritual businesses do make money. I've turned over over six figures in the last two years and my business has grown, doubled in size over the last four or five years, every single year. So everything that I'm doing is working. Now I'm fine tuning it and tweaking it and wanting to make more of profit. But you can have a successful six-figure spiritual business from the things that I helped you to, to do, teach you to do. So your franchise, right, it's a little bit like the couch to 5K, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Because you're going to take them from sitting on their ass on the couch to being a fully-fledged spiritual business owner with a huge amount of knowledge. Well, it's for... It could be for someone who's already in the holistic, you know, um, arena who's just struggling on their own and doesn't want to do it on their own anymore and wants to work with like-minded, you know, heart-led women who give a shit um, and be supported and not feel like they're on their own. Or it's for someone who's loved, secretly loved, maybe not secretly, spirituality for a long time and is really fucking pissed off in the corporate world. You know, maybe got a bit of redundancy money, just wants to make an investment. You know, it's the same price as a car, really. It's 18 grand. And that is for four years training and development in a business that will be yours. Um, So it's so fucking exciting. Honestly, I can't tell you how excited I am. I just keep... They have um, the opportunity to make money year one, though, right? So yeah, you can start to actually bring that back as soon as you get some, some of the things under, under your belt, like. You know, you could you could start as a Reiki practitioner. Well, you, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah, within the first three months, they're Reiki practitioner um, trained, and they can make money on that. And then, as we add the little things in throughout the year, then they can um, they can make money on the, all those different things as well. And if they've already got things that they you know that they want to do, they can do those as well. But it would all come under the Healing Academy brand. So it's honestly. I just, my heart just wants to explode every time I think about it. Just seeing those little dots on the map, like my first lady's in Hull, Jane. She's signed up, so she's in Hull. And there's like me and Wirral and Jane in Hull. And it's like, oh, look, there's two already. It's like, yay. Brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. And it's great because I would call that, um, back. if I go back to my corporate time, um, we used to talk about conventional versus courageous thinking, right? And and what you're doing is courageous, I would say, because you're not basing anything on what you've done in the past. You've really gone out there. 40 franchisees, that's massive. And you've got the steps in place, haven't you? And you've got the support team, which is brilliant. And and that, that I would say, is a perfect example of setting yourself a goal and having the actions to get there. Thanks. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Brilliant. Now I've got to do is get my goals in, in check for 2024, really. But um, I would say 
if I can this time next year be sitting here with a coaching business for people suffering with chronic illness, then I'll be happy. But I would also like to have some other things like I'd like to be a champion within my local hospital and be able to go in and sit with newly diagnosed people as well. So there might be some kind of funding I can get for that or whatever, because I just want to make make a difference for the greater good. But um, but yeah. It's all about how you feel, isn't it? It's all about how that goal makes you feel and breaking it down into smaller steps so it doesn't look like it's you're at the foot of a mountain. Simple as that. Take the first yeah. step today, people. <laughs> yeah, and if you need any help, come and find us and we'll help you. Absolutely, that's what we're here for, 100%. Be more than happy to uh, to talk to anybody. So look us up. I mean, yeah. obviously we've got our Instagram account, haven't we? Keep Calm Pea Glitter, which I've just started to post on. So you can message us through that or you can tap us up individually. So I'm uh, on Facebook as me, Narissa Heald and Nikki. I'm Nikki Kinsella as me. There you go. So um, look us up and we'd be absolutely pleased to uh, to speak to you. Cool. Amazing. So that's a wrap, I think, love. Yes, I think it is. Until the next time. And we will be doing this now every week, week in, week out. We've got some exciting guests coming up as well that we will announce so uh watch this space and uh yeah it's been a, another another great episode so thank you nikki for being here with me <laughs> <laughs> love you see you soon love you too bye